So here we are in Daniel 3 for our reading today. And, uh, you know, we're literally a couple lines later after King Nebuchadnezzar had been impressed by God and drawn to him because of um, what what he had seen him do there in chapter two. And now he's creating an, an image of himself that's 60 feet tall. And he's given out this edict that as soon as he, you know, jabs his staff on the ground, everybody who hears it is to fall down and start worshiping him. So, you know, whatever humility he had in chapter two, gone here. Um, and, you know, if I'm being transparent, I, I can't say that I'm entirely different than that. I, I think in my spiritual life, I tend to give God the blame and give myself credit more times than not. Uh, but another thing I notice in this chapter is notice how Daniel's absent from this chapter. He's he's absent from this famous chapter about the fiery furnace where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown into the fiery furnace because they refuse to respond to the king's um, uh, edict about uh, falling down and worshiping him every time he bangs his staff on the ground. And so, you know, I don't I don't want to insert anything into the text that really isn't there, but I, I think we could probably presume that Daniel has discipled these these guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And now this is kind of their coming out story. This is where they, this is where it, they prove their faith without Daniel guiding them. I think that's really cool. I think that's a good, a big statement about discipleship. But for me though, the big takeaway from today um, and the big takeaway from these stories about King Nebuchadnezzar is, is it, it really comes down to the nature of his faith. He's, he's what you would probably call like a fair weather believer, meaning it's when he sees his miraculous signs or these direct interventions from God. Those are the only times that we see Nebuchadnezzar honoring God. He's unable to take that faith in that moment of something extraordinary and expand it into his the way he just does life, the way he lives life. He's unable to take those extraordinary events and, and transform that into a relationship with God. And I think that's unfortunately like what happens to many of us. So how do we do that? How do we how do we step into the life that God has called us to? How do we take those experiential moments, those experiences, and turn them into a systematic, a rhythmic type of spirituality where we experience God regularly? And though the answer to this, I don't think really is is taught in Daniel, it's scattered all over the New Testament writings. And it's it's in doing. And I'm air quoting doing. It's it's living out the way God has called us to live out. There's lists about the, the things that we're supposed to do, the, th- the way that we're supposed to be in Galatians and Corinthians. <clears throat> and we've been called to a certain type of living. And the reality is it, the way we are wired, we, we believe after we do more times than not. We have to act ourselves into believing. We have to act ourselves into feeling. And so I think that's, I think that's, what we've been called to as believers. So today, building on what we've been uh, or what I've been talking about the last couple of days and trying to connect the little decisions in my daily life, uh, I, I think it's important to wire into that, to, to attach to those little decisions, doing them for the right reasons. You know, it, it's not just check the box to pray, check the box to read my Bible. It's do the right things for the right reasons, which would be to experience God more 
rhythmically, more commonly, more throughout the day, do the right things for the right reasons on a consistent basis. And that's how we experience God. And that's how we become unlike Nebuchadnezzar, who was unable to maintain his faith and live his faith um, with any kind of consistency.